Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah and welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. If you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah. I'm your host of My Thoughts Exactly. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly on the podcast every Thursday on YouTube and all podcast platforms and you're not going to want to miss it. But if you are not new here, hi, welcome back. Either way, I am so happy you are here. So before we get started today, I don't think that there's any world that could exist that I couldn't bring up um, what has happened this week. Uh, if you don't know, uh, okay, well, first of all, I I usually refrain from talking about things like this. Um, and it's not for any reason other than I like my content to be a place of escapism, a place of positivity, a place where you can just kind of unplug and again, escape from the reality of whatever's going on in your world. And so, yeah, I've done that for a while. That's kind of how I've operated with it. But if you don't know, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. And if you also don't know, there was a uh, mass shooting at an elementary school yesterday. Um, Well, for me, it was yesterday. By the time you guys hear this, it'll have been a couple days ago. It happened on Monday. You guys are going to hear this on Thursday, more than likely. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been weird. And again, like I said, usually I refrain from bringing these kinds of things up uh, just to keep my, you know, channel as a place of somewhere you guys can go to, to, like I said, escape. And that's probably not good. Um, there's probably a better way that I can go about it. Uh, but when it hits close to home like this and by close to home, I quite literally mean that, uh, the person who is responsible for this, the shooter in the situation lives six minutes away from me. And it's, you know, that's not to make this about, me whatsoever because it's not 
at all, but it definitely, yeah, it hits a little closer to home. And I don't, I'm not going to get into, you know, anything in regards to that, but it, I just feel like I couldn't, you know, come on here without mentioning it, especially because I live in Nashville, because you guys know I live in Nashville. Um, I love this city and I think that what happened is obviously a absolute horrific tragedy and it's upsetting. I'm angry. I'm yeah, all of it. So I just wanted to come on here and because I haven't really, I haven't posted about it. So I haven't posted, sorry, I haven't posted about it on social media at all just because I've really been processing. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I didn't, there's really no way I could have gotten on here without saying something about it. And I don't really know the right words to say. I probably have already said the wrong ones. Um, but I just, if, if any, you know, if anything, it really has brought Nashville together and not even just like Nashville, just seeing the, you know, the love from across the, across the country is been, you know, again, there's no right words. I just, I don't know what to say, but I just, I needed to come on here and I needed to say something about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, it's a tragedy and I just, yeah, there's no right words. So I'm going to leave it at that so we can move on and talk about today's episode. And today's episode, as you can probably tell, is all about breakups. I am giving you guys a breakup playbook today because the thing about breakups is they're so inevitable and they are something that we are all going to experience or something we probably have already all experienced. And unfortunately for some of us, we'll continue to experience probably a couple more times and there's no cure for them. You know, I think if someone could bottle up a cure for a heartbreak and like sell it over the counter at like a Walgreens or something, that person would quite literally be the richest person on the planet, like billionaire. Like it just, I think everyone would buy it. I think it would be sold out everywhere. And that's, I think why breakups are so hard to navigate is because they're different for every single person and every single person handles them differently. And there's no right or wrong in most instances. Uh, There's no right way to handle a breakup. Um, I actually should rephrase that. There's no right way to handle a breakup. There certainly are some wrong ways to handle a breakup, but there's no right way to handle it. And I think we're all just human trying to navigate. And, you know, I've actually wanted to do this episode for a while because I feel like there was this like, I don't know, it was like the season on social media where everyone was breaking up. And I thought that that would be a really good time to talk about it. But I had other episodes lined up and so I just didn't get around to it. And now I'm getting around to it. And now no one's breaking up. I actually feel like everyone's just getting pregnant instead. So just, I missed the mark a little bit, but I think that hopefully if anything, um, 
you know, I hope none of you are going through a breakup right now and I would hope that none of you have to, but again, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And if it does, this can be something that you come back to and listen. Also, I think that the things that we're going to be talking about today, they're just good life tools in general. I don't think they necessarily have to be applied for a breakup. This can be when you're, you know, on a self-realization journey or like trying to make a better relationship with yourself. Or if you, you know, obviously if you're going through a breakup in whatever capacity, or if you're about to, if you're about to to break up with someone, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that this episode can be applied. And so I think it's a good one to talk about today. Now, I think what's also important to note is a lot of times when we talk about breakups, we talk about being the person being broken up with. Very like not very often do I hear people talk about how to navigate breaking up with someone. Most times it's I'm so brokenhearted. How do I fix this? I can't stop thinking about them. You know, I want to reach out. Da, 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 da. I get so many DMs like that. So many. And again, if I knew the cure for all of this, I, you know, <laughs> I would, I would be selling it to every single one of you, but I can only give you the advice that I have. And the advice that I have is through the experiences that I've had, um, also just with my friends and things like that. So again, we don't really talk about the person who's doing the breakup. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I do think it's important to talk about. It's important to realize. It's important to, you know, I I know from someone who has broken up with someone before, that's also a really hard situation, especially when you love someone, how to break up with them. And I have a whole episode on this and it's called When Breaking Their Heart is the Right Thing to Do. So you can go watch that for like a full like in-depth whole episode on that in particular. But what I will say is, you know, breakups are never easy for anyone. They're never fun. It's not something that anyone in their life really ever looks forward to other than like a very few percentage of circumstances. And if you're the one that's doing the breakup, I think it's really important to remember to simply, and you know, I could there's different ways that I could say it, but it all just comes down to one thing and that is just having a heart and being kind. I cannot tell you the amount of times I've been broken up with where it was like a laughing matter, which was, which is so strange. Like I've been broken up with multiple times where like the person was like actually laughing and this was like one on and off relationship. So it's not like this was like several different people that I've had this very strange encounter with. But I've remembered this one instance or this one person through multiple instances where whenever he would break up with me, because it was like on and off for years and years and years, I've made so many videos about it. But whenever, most times when he would end things with me, it was like literally he was laughing. He was laughing through it. And I always, almost, not almost, I always remembered feeling like this was a joke and that I was a joke and that this whole relationship was a joke. And you know, what I will say is that, again, that's a very rare circumstance. I don't think that any of you listening who are ever planning to break up with someone are going to like sit there and laugh at that, like laugh about it to them. Like that just doesn't sound right. That just doesn't sound like, you know, the people or the, yeah, the types of people that I know that you guys are, but just be nice and be kind and come at it at a place of love and respect and be very direct about it. There's no reason to, you know, 
beat around the bush. There's no reason to be uncertain, especially when you're breaking up with someone. There's no reason for you to be like, well, I, you know, I think this is the right thing, but you know, I could be wrong and I don't know. No, if you're breaking up with someone, do them the courtesy and the decency of actually, you know, cutting it off clean very clean breakup. And that is again, like the the circumstances, obviously, because if, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the circumstances of a breakup where you just fall out of love or a breakup where you just don't want the same things. You don't see the same future. I'm not talking about, you know, cheating, lying, all of that, that you can handle it in a very different way and we won't get into it today. That will be for a different episode. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now let's move on to when you are on the receiving end of a breakup, when it was not your decision or you got cheated on and you left or whatever the decision may be, you are the one who did not initiate the breakup or even if you did and you're struggling, like let's just, let's talk about it. And I think the best way that I can start it off is by kind of just giving you the best friend, big sister pep talk, which is, and I can say this from having experienced breakups myself, that when you're going through something like that, like it doesn't matter the degree of the relationship. I would say that some situationships, some situationship breakups probably fucked me up more than relationship breakups did. But regardless of the degree of the relationship, whether it was for a few months or whether it was for a few years, whatever the degree that was, I think it's really important to just remember that your feelings are validated and that whatever you're feeling in that moment is okay. And it's also really important to remember that you are going to be okay. Because I know in the midst of going through a breakup, you really are withdrawing. Like you're withdrawing from a person, you're withdrawing from experiences, from routines. And when you remove yourself from a situation like that, your body is like going to go through a state of shock. Like that's just how it works. And I think it's really important to remember in those moments when you feel really overwhelmed and you don't know what else, like you don't know how you're going to move on. You don't know what's going to happen. How are you ever going to love someone again? How is anyone ever going to love you again? You know, all of those things. It's really important to remember that you are going to be okay. I think something that's always really helped me in going through hard parts of like breakups and things like that is that I was okay without that person at one point and I will be okay without them again. This time is just going to take a little longer and it's going to sting a little more, but you are going to get through it. And I truly believe that, you know, you're never given any battle that you can't handle. I believe that again, you've gone through being without them before you can do it again and you will do it again. And you're going to come out better on the other side this time because you're going to have more experience and more strength and more, you know, just lessons that you can take away from that relationship. So the breakup is going to suck. It's just going to suck. They always do. And 
I've been through several different types of breakups. I've been through breakups where, you know, you break up and then that's it. You don't speak anymore. I've been through the on and off. I've been through the, we kind of talk here and there. I've been through it. Like I've been through it. So I understand the different types and, you know, how to navigate each. But I think what's just really important is to remember what you deserve And if you were someone who was on the receiving end of a breakup, you feel like you were mistreated, you were cheated on, or you were blindsided, whatever. It's so important to remember what you deserve. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If someone is stupid enough to let you go, you have to be smart enough to walk away. And it's hard and you're going to want to look back and you're going to want to run back and you're going to want to say, no, you don't like, let's try again and whatever. Sometimes someone is doing the biggest favor by exiting your life. Like, honestly, sometimes someone is doing the biggest favor, giving you the biggest blessing by not sticking around. And sometimes it's hard to see it in the moment. And you're going to think that it's cruel and it's vicious and whatever. But sometimes that is just what is necessary. And I'm a true believer and everything happens for a reason. And I can think of so many times where I felt blindsided. I felt hurt. How was I going to move on? I didn't know what to do. But after a couple weeks, it's like I couldn't even imagine it not happening that way, you know, because it wouldn't have led me to the next person or the next person or the next experience or the next, you know, there's so many things that have to happen in life for things to play out the way that they do. And I just think it's really important to remember that because we're stuck sometimes in this, you know, constant routine of like, this was my life and this was my person and how am I going to get out of it? But it's like, once you do, you realize how necessary that was and you're going to get to a point. You know, it can take days, it could take weeks, it could take months, it could take years sometimes, which sucks. But there's going to be a point where you realize that that was what was necessary and that is what needed to happen. I have multiple heartbreak pep talk episodes. I think we did a heartbreak pep talk episode on... My thoughts exactly. I think we've done one of those. And I have about like four or five on YouTube if you want to go like, if you want, whoops, if you want like the official big sister, like let me sit you down, like let's talk through all of this pep talk, you can go watch those. And maybe I'll do an updated one here soon. But right now I'm going to give you the breakup playbook. I'm going to give you some of my tips and tricks on how to get over a breakup. Because again, everyone handles things differently. And there might be something that I say in this list where you're like, huh, I never thought of that before. Oh, I didn't think about it like that. Or, oh, I'm going to try and add this and see if that helps. There's just different things. So we're going to get into it. I have a list. It's called the breakup playbook list. (laughs) Okay. The first one, number one, is to have a controlled environment cry. That is the first thing on the list. And let me explain what that is. I think it's very common for people going through breakups, for people going through, you know, leaving relationships or even friendships, whatever the relationship is. When you are exiting something like that and something like that is being removed from your life, there are so many feelings happening, whether you're suppressing them or not, whether you are trying to emotionally shut down or not, the feelings are going to be there. And if you are not attentive to those feelings when they happen, I'm not saying they're good feelings. I'm not saying they feel good to have. That's why you suppress them. That's why you push them down. That's why 
you try to go numb. That's why all of those things happen. But if that happens, those feelings, I promise you, are going to come out one way or another, typically when you don't want them to. So in order to not do that, in order to prevent that from happening, in order for you to be able to go out, have a couple drinks with your friends if that's what you want to do without, you know, breaking down into tears or whether that's, you know, you're on a work call and something, you know, comes up and you start getting really upset, whatever it is, there's so many different scenarios that I could play out of like weird things that would like trigger you in that moment to think about the breakup and then you just start crying. You need to have your controlled environment cry. You can invite your friends over. You can do it by yourself. Just be in a space where it is a controlled environment. So whether that is a parking lot and sitting in your car, whether that is in your bed, whether that is in your living room, on your front porch, you know, wherever it is, just make sure it's a controlled environment, somewhere where you feel that you are in control and just let your feelings out. Scream, cry, be upset, journal it out, whatever you need to do, get the feelings out. Have the controlled environment cry. You need to address your feelings. You need to address what's going on because again, your body is in a state of shock because you are withdrawing from a person. And you might think that that sounds dramatic, but it's 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 the it's the facts it's what's happening so have your controlled environment cry let it all out for as long as you need okay sit there cry it out for as long as you need you're going to be exhausted by the end of it it's going to be emotionally draining but again it's better to have control over your emotions rather than have those emotions come up at a time and place where you don't want them to. So have the controlled environment cry. And it doesn't even have to be one time. It can be as many times as you want. Like you can do it the first night, the second night, the fifth night, you know, just have the controlled environment cries because I promise you the cries are going to get less and less and less. So have the controlled environment cries. I also saw this quote that I wrote down that I thought would be a good thing to mention in this particular part of this uh, breakup playbook. And that was, it's quote, stop running away from how you feel. It's a race you'll never win. And it is so true because the faster you run away from your feelings, the slower they're going to creep up on you, but they will creep up on you. You will never be able to outrun your feelings. You will never be able to fully get away from them if you do not address them head on. So address your feelings. Stop trying to act like you don't have feelings. I feel like, you know, the past couple of years in our society, we've all tried to act like we don't have feelings and we don't care and we're going numb because it's like, I don't know. I think it's like it got normalized. And I just think that that's kind of bullshit because what good is that doing literally anyone? Because all of us become emotionally unavailable. And then it's like, then what? Then we're all screwed. So controlled environment cry. The next one is the three-day rule. So after a breakup, you typically don't want to do anything. You want to sit in your bed. You want to cry. You want to eat ice cream. You want to drink wine. You know, some people like to go out. Like some people like the first night, they're like, let's hit the town. Like, let's go out. Again, you still need to have your controlled environment cry before you do that. But a lot of people like to do that. I'm not one of them. I remember my big breakup. I was in bed for days my mom like came home she was like on a trip she came home I was a wreck but what I've learned through doing that is that you need to have a three-day rule okay you can give yourself three days to scream to cry to sit in bed to do nothing to not want to move put all the curtains up you know pull the covers over your head you get three days the reason you get three days is because after you hit three days like you have to get up and that might not be a good enough reason for you, but it's that it, it's it's what it is. You got to get up. You got to start moving. You got to do just something, little things, the smallest things. Go walk to get a coffee. 
do your skincare routine, you know, just go outside and see sunlight for like five minutes, just stand outside, do something where you're feeling just a little bit more productive, go grocery shopping, do something, just one thing. You get the three-day rule and then once the three days hits, then we got to kind of start moving and grooving a little bit again, just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. And to fall into that, the next point is having routines and reclaiming, okay? So routines are super important when you're going through a breakup because everything in your life is going to feel so out of control. You're not going to feel like you have control of anything because your whole world just got ripped, okay? So you're going to feel really out of control with a lot of things, which is why it's really important to implement routines into your life directly after a breakup and after the three days, okay? This is, we're, we're past the three days now. Now we got to make routines. Once you're in the stage of having to make routines, it, again, it can be little things, walking to go get a coffee, but make sure you're doing it kind of around the same time every day. So at like 9.30 or 8.30, you want to go get a coffee, go get a coffee or at eight o'clock workout class, something like that. And I know you're like, Savannah, that sounds absolutely dreadful. I know, but do it three days in a row and tell me how you feel. Okay. So workout class, or again, just going out, sitting in the sun for 10 minutes every morning or journaling or meditating or calling a friend or a family member, calling your mom, your sister, your aunt, your f- anyone, okay? Call them at the same time every day. Start making routines so that you feel like your life is a little bit more controlled. And along with that is reclaiming. You know, when you're in a relationship with someone, you're doing all of the things with them. So you're getting... You're eating dinner with them. You're watching your favorite shows together. You're, you know, going on walks together. You go on vacations together, trips. You do, you do all of the little life things together. And once that stops, it can be very jarring. And again, I'm not trying to sound dramatic, but when that stops, it's like, wait a second, how do I even do this by myself again? You know, it's, it's weird. And so reclaiming those things, like reclaiming if going to the gym together was your thing, start going to the gym again, maybe go to a different gym, switch it up, but reclaiming the things that you used to do together back to only doing with yourself. And it doesn't have to be a sad thing. Like it can be an empowering thing. Like I'm going to reclaim this for me and this is how I'm going to do it. If you don't want to go to the gym anymore and want to start doing a workout class, yoga, Pilates, whatever. Or if you, you know, always used to work at a specific coffee shop together, go to a different one. Reclaim all of the things little by little, because I know it can't happen all at once, but slowly and surely start reclaiming your life again. Because what happens when you're in a relationship is you start sharing a life and that's the beauty of it. But when that gets taken away, oftentimes we forget about our independence. We forget about our own sense of self. And it's really important. That's why it's important to maintain your Uh, independence when you're in your relationships, but especially when you come out of it, it's important to, again, just continuing to maintain your independence and reclaiming it because I know, especially if you're in a codependent relationship and you're, you know, you're exiting it and you're breaking up, that's a really, really hard thing to deal with because when you're codependent, you're relying on someone for everything and they rely on you. And it's like your whole sense of self is lost. And when that person is taken out of the picture, it's all of a sudden like, wait, 
what is my life? Like, who are my friends? Who are my people? Because you stopped hanging out with all of your friends when you were in this codependent relationship. And, you know, you have to kind of figure out how to do life again. And a part of that is reclaiming all of the things that you used to do together and now switching them back to just doing them on your own. And again, it can be a very empowering thing. So, you know, it doesn't have to be some like dark and dreary, like, oh my God, like, what was me type of deal? It can be like, no, I get to now do this by myself and for myself. So switching the narrative, I think is also really, really important. Okay, the next note that I have on this or the next little tidbit is delete block by. That's what I like to call it. Delete block by. So when you break up with someone, and again, this is coming from someone who has experienced all different types of breakups, someone who has experienced continuing to talk afterwards, someone who has experienced going completely no contact and just keeping it that way from someone who has experienced it all. What I can say personally has been very helpful is not communicating. I think there should be sympathy for the times of, you know, the late night texts or, you know, not not like the, you know, hookup booty call texts, but I'm saying like the I miss you or I miss this or I miss us. But, you know, you don't need to keep continuing that conversation. There's no need to continue to keep talking with them and especially no need to continue watching their social media. That to me is a big one. And if you are going to remove, if you're like, Savannah, I don't want to block their phone number. I just don't. And I'm not going to. Fine. You don't have to. Block them on Instagram. Block them on Snapchat. Block them on social media. The things that you can check and see, did did they follow someone again? Or did their snap score go up? Things like that. That you don't need to do. Just block them on social media. And again, I was um, I was listening to this, I think it was Tinks' podcast a while back. And she made a really good point that like blocking people is sometimes viewed as like this intense, like dramatic, like, oh my God, you blocked me type of thing. When in reality, you're just protecting your own mental health. You're protecting your sanity. It doesn't have to be some big bad thing that you did. Like you can block someone just for the set, like just for your own sense of sanity. Again, it just, it's okay to have that happen. And, and you can reach out to that person and just say, Hey, listen, I know we're kind of going through it right now. I'm not trying to be dramatic about it, but I just need to block you for my own sense of sanity. I'm not going to block your phone number. Just don't want to see it on Instagram. That's it. Leave it at that. If that's what you want to do or if you get called out for it or whatever. But I truthfully believe like it's so helpful to block them on social media. I really, really do. Unfollow, block, whatever you got to do. I just think it's really helpful because it's an out of sight, out of mind thing. There's a reason that that cliche is a cliche because your mind is already going to be on them. So if you're constantly seeing them, constantly seeing the pictures that they're posting, it's just not going to be helpful for anyone. So just block on social media. This next one is one that we have talked about before, and that is you don't need closure. Okay. After the breakup talk and maybe one more talk after that, if you need it, you don't need closure. There's no, you know, we need to keep talking and we need to, we're going to keep like, you know, I need more answers and I need, no, you don't. No, you don't. What you're looking for is a sense of most times when you're saying that most times when you're like, I need closure, you're looking for something that you can provide yourself. Like you're not looking for something that they and only them can give you. Because if you ask your friends, like if someone's like, I need closure, what, what do you need? 
What is it that you possibly need? Oh, well, I need to know if, you know, when, when he knew that it was over or whatever, whatever the stupid reason is. No, you don't. You don't need to know. You simply do not. It's not necessary. And it's just more hurtful for everyone involved, especially if you're on the receiving end of a breakup, to continue to go back and ask questions. And you're always going to wonder, like, if I did this, would it have been different? And da 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 da. You're going to drive yourself absolutely batshit insane. So, no, I don't think you need closure. And maybe that's an unpopular opinion because I think closure has been so normalized. And it's like, for what? Like genuinely, like I'm not trying to be harsh about this because I understand that people need to have conversations and I'm not denying that there obviously has to be conversations had, but like to continue to go back like weeks after weeks because you need closure is like, what are we getting out of that at that point? Because you're only delaying the process. You're delaying the process of you feeling better. You're delaying the process of healing. You're delaying the process of protecting your heart because all you're really doing is going back and opening up the wound again. Like what are we doing? The next one I have is keep yourself distracted and start a new hobby, okay? The best tip that I could give you is to keep yourself distracted when you're going through a breakup. The less time you have to think and sit there and dwell and wonder all of the other scenarios of how your relationship could have played out, the better. It's going to be better for you. And I also say start a new hobby because I think, and this also falls into the reclaiming your independence, starting a new hobby is always good because I feel like when you're starting something new after a breakup, it's showing you that you have a life to live outside of it. And, you know, oftentimes you don't need a hobby to show you that, but sometimes you do. Like if you're really, you're really struggling in a breakup, which is okay, that shit happens. Starting a hobby, painting, running, you know, journaling, meditating, yoga, whatever it is. Starting a hobby that shows you that there's life to be had outside of that relationship, that you have talent. I just think it's a good reminder that there's life outside of it. And I think it really emphasizes the point that I made earlier of like, you were fine before them, you'll be fine after them. And I just always think that that's a good reminder. So anything that can emphasize that I'm all for, let's say you've done all of this and like 12 other things that, you know, you've heard were good breakup tips. And you're like, Savannah, I still feel like shit. Like this is the worst thing ever. First of all, it's probably that's, it's how it's supposed to feel. Like everything that I'm telling you, everything that everyone else has told, told you, nothing's going to fully take it away. But if you're looking for another thing, I have one last and final tip, and that is to write a letter. Writing a letter of all your feelings, all of your feelings about the breakup, about the person, about how you're feeling in that moment, how you're feeling moving forward, all of your feelings, put it down on a piece of paper. Now, you can do multiple things with that letter. You can send it to the person, but I recommend writing it in the way where you're not anticipating sending it. Write it in the way where you have no filter. Write it in the way where all of your feelings just come out. You feel no judgment. You feel no anything. Just write it in a way where it's completely just you and a piece of paper and you have no intention of sending it, okay? Once you've written the letter, sleep on it. Not physically, mentally. Sleep on the letter. And then the next day, or however many days afterwards that you want to sleep on it. There's a couple different things that you can do. You can send the letter to the person if you feel like that's necessary for you to have your final goodbye. I remember when me and my ex broke up and it was a pretty, eh, not horrible breakup, but it was a very painful breakup. He wrote me a letter and that was kind of, well, I think we both wrote each other letters. Yeah, we did. We both wrote each other letters and it was like our final like 
goodbye. And it was sweet and it was nice. It was heartbreaking at the same time, but it was very therapeutic. And so I recommend writing a letter. You can either send it to the person or burn it, whichever you feel is necessary. I mean, you could throw it away. You could rip it to shreds. You could do whatever. I just like the dramatics of burning. So burning paper. So I recommend either sending it to the person or burning it or ripping it to shreds, putting it through a paper shredder, whatever you feel is most justified, whatever you feel would help you in the healing process better, do it. Sometimes there's things that are better left unsaid. Some things are better left unsaid is what I was trying to say. Sometimes some things are better left unsaid. So maybe it's, you don't need to send the letter. Maybe it's just better if it's between you and the piece of paper. But if it's going to make you feel better and give you that final sense of I'm done, if you can send the letter without expecting a response in return, that's when you can send the letter. Other than that, if you're sending the letter with like the hopes of I wonder what he's going to say and I wonder how they're going to respond, don't send the letter. But if you can send the letter for your own healing without expecting any response in return, I say send the letter. And the letter to me is kind of the final step. The letter is... I'm on my healing journey now. These are my final thoughts. I'm moving forward. That to me is what the letter signifies. The letter can signify to you whatever you want it to signify. But to me, it signifies moving forward and not looking back. So that's why I think the letter is really, really important too. Um, I've done even I just sometimes have written those letters in my notes app like it doesn't have to be on a piece of paper like sometimes I just put it in my notes if I know that I'm not going to send it and I just want to get shit out and like write things down I do think it's better though on a piece of paper something tangible something that you can read over something that you can actually like I don't know it's just better in my opinion so those you guys are my tips and tricks for your breakup playbook and my little big sister moment telling you that it's going to be okay because it will you're going to get through the breakup I promise I know it sucks I know it's hard I know it's heartbreaking heart-wrenching rips your heart out stomps it on the floor I know but I also know that you're going to be okay I know that you're going to get through it and I know you're going to love again and I think that that's a big thing with breakups is we think that we're never going to love again but you are going to love again You're going to get in another, you're going to find another relationship. You're going to find another love. You're going to open your heart up again. And it's going to show you why it had to happen the way that it did. All right, you guys, that is all for me today. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Again, I'm so happy that you are here. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly every Thursday on YouTube and all podcast platforms, and you're not going to want to miss it. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode for you guys, and I can't wait to see you there. Bye, guys. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.